Hello and welcome to this Life Changes podcast. You are now listening to one of our Sunday messages. If you'd like to know more about Life Changes, you can visit us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Now lean in and enjoy. You know what, I'm going to do a little something cheeky here. Because I reckon if you can preach to kids for 18 minutes and keep them engaged, we're all winning. Someone ask all the kids, come back if you want. Let's come dominate the front. Come to the front. We're going to have some fun, I promise you. So come up. And if you didn't get a chocolate, which I hope you did, there are ice creams for everyone afterwards. It is Christmas. We're going to have fun. Let's welcome the kids up. Come on. And today we celebrate the most amazing day, the day that heaven touched earth. And because heaven touched earth, heaven can keep touching earth. And we trust in God for miracles. It's amazing to have you with us. If you are visiting our church, it is one for you with us. If you were bribed with food by your mother or your aunt to be here, well done, mother or aunt, whoever made the gammon and is bribing you to be here. But I do want to say to the Life Changes family that we love you. It is such a privilege to do life together. And we just celebrate moments like this actually every Sunday, every weekend. And it's such a privilege to do life together that we thank you. And uh, we really do trust that this is going to be an amazing year ahead. But today is Christmas. It's Christmas. Did you know it's Christmas? Who got presents? Who got presents? How do you like my shirt? My shirt was a present. A present from me. What do you think? Any? Was your shirt also a present? That's awesome, Judah. Awesome, Daniel. Anyone else? What do you think of my shirt? Any comments? What do you say? You have my shirt. Could you wear it next week? I want to just, I want to, any other comments? What do you think? Guys, what do you think? Nice. Thank you, boy. I'm, I look sexy. Thank you, buddy. Um, that's helpful at Christmas. But in my family, Christmas is not, I don't remember Christmas for the food, although my mom was a great cook and my dad was a great cook. I don't remember it for the presents. I don't remember specific Christmases for what we did or didn't do at Christmas. I remember Christmas for songs. See, in my house, I was the youngest boy, and I had three older sisters. Any boys here have older sisters? Bless them, Lord. Be with them, God. Help them, Jesus. More, yes. And um, it, it's my sisters, once they had matured in school and life, they became professional actresses and singers. So my life was songs. Christmas Day was around a baby grand piano. We had no furniture, so we just had space for a baby grand piano. We'd eat on that thing, talk around it, and someone would be playing it, and we'd be singing songs. So it was carols at Christmas time. Who knows some of these carols, like uh, simple ones like jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun. Okay, we're going to have to move on. What about joy to the world, the Lord has come. Feel free to jump in. Let earth dig. Yeah, those words. You got the right word. I was just testing. Then there's the, the more somber ones. The first Noel. There we go. You got it. You got it. This was my house. Maybe something else. Uh, some other songs that we sang. Um, this one's a good one. Away in a manger. No crib for his bed. The little Lord Jesus laid down in his bed. Kids are still putting their hands up like, I know that one. I got that. So there were those songs, carols and that, but there were some other songs that marked kind of eras of Christmas in my life. This one maybe 
some of the ladies in our hearts, the hearts will go a little flutter because it's, it kind of went something like this. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. And this year, and the snow's falling, and it's up in the mountains. Yeah, you know, Christmas memories. It was good. It was good. There are a couple of others. I mean, if you're getting a little Spanish on the crowd, Feliz Navidad. Whoa! Feliz Navidad. I want to wish you a merry... I mean, you've been bombarded by those little characters dancing on your Facebook. I know. I know. Um, maybe the one that just... The song that just keeps giving. Good old Mariah Carey for 25 years. All I want for Christmas is you. I won't do the Mariah moves, but, but Christmas for me is songs. It's the songs I remember. I remember them from being a child. I remember them from moments. I, I remember songs. And I want to put a song in your heart today that maybe if you're going on holiday, you can sing it to your parents the whole way there. And the whole time there and the whole way back. Who's keen? Are you ready? This was a song I learned at Sunday school. See, when I was your age, we went to school five days, and then we went to Sunday school. That's why we don't call it Sunday school anymore. But I learned a song, a song that I don't sing all the time, but a song that I remember all the time, a song that's helped when life was good, and a song that's helped when life wasn't so good. Maybe you know this song. He's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the... Okay, wait, wait, wait. He wants to do the actions. Because he wants to do the actions. We're all going to do the actions. Stand up for a second. Why not? It's Christmas. This is my last preach for the year. I apologize if this is the first time you heard me. This is the last for me. So I am excited. And uh, it goes a little bit like this. Oh... Planning. Yeah, you gotta get the move. He's got the whole world in his hands. 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 He's got the wind and the rain in his hands. He's got the wind and the rain. Sangha, top class. I want to read a story to you today. It's about Jesus. And when I read the story, I'm reminded of that song. He's got the whole world in his hands. And he did it through his, the life of his son, Jesus. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. 
But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Holy Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. This is the story of God showing us he had the whole world in his hands. I want to make three simple points from this story, and then I want to tell you another little story, and we'll be done. You guys are doing well. The first one is that God's got the details in his hands. And I want to tell you about a king who's got the details in his hands. Maybe you don't know the backstory to this, but for 400 years, God hadn't spoken. God hadn't given a word to his people. For 400 years, there'd been this silence from heaven. And all of a sudden, God speaks. You know when important people go silent for a while, when the CEO doesn't speak for a while because times are tough, when a president doesn't speak, people get nervous. They go, what's he going to say when he comes back? What's the first words that are going to come? What's his first action? And God's first action was one of details. He breaks into the life of Zechariah, a faithful man and his wife Elizabeth, who had sought the Lord for years. And the detail of their life was this. They were well on in years and had never been able to conceive. In many natural terms, he had every right to divorce her, find a new wife, because children are so important in that time. And yet God knew the detail of that life that even though they might have stopped praying for children, there was a God in heaven who had heard every prayer and every detail. And then he breaks into the life of this young lady, Mary. And the details of her life were she had a simple plan, a plan to marry a carpenter named Joseph to do life in their small little town. And somehow God overlooked the big cities and the high flyers and the Instagrammers of the day, and he found Mary in a backwater little town. He says, I'm going to put the king of kings as the seed of life inside of her womb in perfect detail. Because our God is into the details. And then there's going to be a journey. And that journey is going to be an interesting one. But I'm going to be with you in the details. I'm going to break the silence of 400 years. I'm going to break in with a miracle in God in human form. And and I'm going to break into a young lady because I need to show you something called grace. Because grace is into the details. Grace isn't for Sundays. Grace isn't for other people's lives. Grace is in the details of his sons and daughters' lives. And the second thing I look at the story is that... God speaks, and Mary, all her fear and anxiety and everything should have come out because actually she would have ridden down the main road of town and people would go, "Mm, Mary's showing. Joseph's looking a bit sheepish these days. What's going on here? There should be shame. But God said, no, Mary, I'm going to give you courage for this journey. Maybe you need courage for a journey today. I'm going to give you courage for the God journey in your life. You see, people are going to have opinions But I'm going to give you a promise, and this is the promise. I'm going to put a son inside your womb, and it's going to be a miracle from heaven. I don't know about you, but Christmas reminds me that miracles are possible. 
that our God is a God of miracles. He's a miracle-working God. And then he says, this is not just going to be an ordinary kid. This kid's going to be the ruler of the world. His kingdom, there will be no end. He will sit on David's throne. Imagine Mary in a backwater town, not from some fancy lineage, going, David's throne? How will that be? And God says, no, no, no. Here's how. He says, do not fear, for the Lord is with you. At Christmas, every Christmas, whether you need the reminder or you don't, I need the reminder every day that the Lord is with me. To navigate life, the Lord is with me. To ride out the lows and find the lily of the valley in the bottom of the valleys or see him on the mountaintops, the Lord is with me. I need that. Mary needed that. God gave us a promise that not only has he got the details, he's got us because he's with us. And simple three points today, just to clarify, and I love this one the most, that God's got our mess. See, when I look at the manger, everyone puts the manger out and it's all neat and tidy and the wise men all clean and the little sheepies have looked like they've just been washed with Timothy. It's like everything is clean. There's an air freshener in the back of the manger. It's like we love to do that. We love to think that God would surely only come in something sterile, something that looks more like a sanitized petting zoo than what it really was, a mess. A mess. Animals and mess. See, that manger was like every other manger, but more of a cave, more of something that is dark. It's not lights that lit up. There's no LED lights for some of you glampers. It's just dark. It's cold. It wasn't warmed up with heaters. There was no, and it was dark, cold, and it was dirty in that manger. But God came that way. I don't believe that the God of heaven couldn't get a room on Airbnb, so he slept in a manger. I think the God of heaven said, I want to put a precedent in place. I want to shout something to people in 2,000 years' time that they will see me when they read the story and they reveal the king of glory through the preaching of the word that one day they will see that this king is not scared to come into cold, dark, dirty places. Maybe like the human heart. Maybe he's like, Mark, you don't know my heart. Actually, my heart's a whole lot of dark. Today, I got dragged here. There's a lot of dark going in here. Maybe, maybe it's dirty. Maybe you lived for most of your life clean, and then this year has been a year where there's dirt come in your heart. Well, I think when I look at this narrative, this story, and a God who comes and says, I'm not just going to visit I'm going to be born. I'm going to find life. I'm going to place my son in a manger through a virgin, through miraculous words, in a cold, dark, dirty place. So that my glory will keep touching cold, cold, dark, dirty places. That my glory will keep bringing Jesus into cold, dark, and dirty places. See, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the details. He's got his presence with us. And he's got our mess. How many of you kids have made a mess this holiday? Yes, you have. That's my son. I was looking at you. See, and sometimes you say to your kids, Dad's got this. And many times Dad can get this. But there's sometimes Dad can't get it. Last Christmas, I... um, 
I don't think there's been a day in my life I've cried more than last Christmas. And maybe some of you know the story and maybe you don't. But one of my very best friends who I love and is in ministry as well, who I've known and we're at school since six years old. On Christmas Eve, his wife and his daughter got hit by a car. And uh, got hit by a motorbike. They were in a car. And his daughter's brain began to swell. And by Christmas morning, they had to remove the whole of her skull and put it in her stomach to keep her alive. And on Christmas Eve, she was going to survive. And as I walked into Christmas service, Richard phoned me. And, uh, and he said, it's not going well. And fortunately, there was one ticket on Mango. I booked a ticket for 10 fast one. And I was going after the two services. And as we flew into Durban, I did what you shouldn't do. Don't do it. I turned on my phone and listened to my WhatsApp messages. And it was a weeping message from my friend, Richard, saying, she's dying. The doctors have given up hope. We're losing our daughter. I started weeping uncontrollably on an airplane. They thought I was having an anxiety attack. Everyone around me thought, this guy's lost it. He's, uh, he's got no friends. He's flying on Christmas, and he's having an anxiety attack. And I wasn't. I was just sore. I was just sore because I love this family, and I love this girl, and I've known her a whole life, and this wasn't the plan. And uh, the journey continued. I arrived at the hospital to walk into a hospital room with this young lady, completely kept alive by machines, a bandage around her head, and a written statement upon her brain saying, no bone. I want to thank my boys. For letting me get on a plane and leaving at Christmas. Because I know Christmas is busy anyway. But we got to see a miracle. In a body where there was no life. Doctor said, she was dead on Boxing Day. I had the great privilege and burden of fetching children and bringing them to say goodbye to their sister. But I remember being overwhelmed by the moment because maybe you are overwhelmed by the moment now. I was overwhelmed by the moment. And I walked into the car park on Umschlange Hospital and I started to pray to the God in heaven who I believe is into the details who I believe is always with us and who I know is a miracle-working God who's not scared of our mess. See, this little girl's body was a mess. And I cried out. I said, God, I don't want to do my best friend's daughter's funeral. I don't want to do that. And I believe you are the God who brings life to dead bodies, to dead circumstances, dead situations. On Boxing Day, Richard brought a letter to me and he said, I need your help. It was a letter given by the doctors. It had a red border all the way around it. Any letter you get with a red border around it's not a good letter. And this letter at the top said, do not resuscitate. I've never seen that letter before. It's a statement by a parent or a guardian that should any complication happen, there was an instruction not to resuscitate that child or that person. And Richard said, I don't know what to do. The doctor said, I'm a son. What should we do? And I started to tell him about the God who heals and the God who raised the dead. And Richard and Jackie made a decision to not sign that paper that day. 
And God began to start a miracle. And I'll tell you that story today because, number one, to be honest, I woke up this morning completely overwhelmed because I don't think about it every day. And I remembered however many days I was in Durban last year, spent in Mishlanga Hospital with friends and family crying out for a life. Maybe you're crying out for a life today. Maybe you've signed the form. Maybe the enemy has brought that form to you for your marriage, for your joy, for your life. And you've signed that form. I don't know. Today is not about whether you have or haven't signed a form. Today is about the one who came. Maybe if I could have the band up, please. The God who came. Into the silence he came. Into the mess he came. He said, I'm always going to be with you. That's what Christmas is about. I'd love to tell you something and some clever thing about Nazareth or Jerusalem today. But I want to tell you about a God who where do not resuscitate forms have been signed. He says, I came to earth and because I came to earth. And I lived the life you couldn't live. And I died the death that you should have died. Heaven can keep touching earth. You know, there's this story in the Bible that confounds me. There's one lady, she's been struggling for years, 12 years with pain. And then a young girl who passes away. Jesus doesn't rush. He gets there in time. He raises her from the dead. But he also heals the lady who's been sick for a long time. Maybe you listen to the story and say, well, Kiara got her healing. That girl got her healing. You know what's beautiful about her? I did the speech at her parents' birthday parties just in November. And I looked to the right, and there's this little girl who was dead. And where they put the skin back over the skull that was replaced, her hair has grown back completely curly completely curly and on the other side it's straight and when I look at that I'm reminded that my God and my King is a miracle working God He's a miracle working King He knows the details of what that brain needed and He knows the details of what your mess needs will you bring Him your do not resuscitate page and will you allow Him to tear it up today Will you stand with me this morning? I apologize for crying so much at Christmas, but I love Jesus. And He overwhelms me. And when I get overwhelmed, I cry. Some of you are looking very worried about me. I'm okay. Are you okay? But I live with a song in my heart. It's not some clever theology that I default to when people challenge my belief system. It's not something I used to justify. It's a song that holds in the valleys and the mountaintops. It's a song that holds when people are on deathbeds or people are standing at their marriage pulpits. I get to stand at both those places and there's a song that holds. It's not clever theology. It's something I learned when I was a child from my Sunday school teacher, Salome. She taught me this song. He's got the whole world 
In his hands he's got the whole world. In his hands he's got the whole world. In his hands he's got the world in his hands. Can we close our eyes just for a minute? If you've signed the do not resuscitate form on your life in any area, maybe it's just joy. You've said, I won't have joy again. Maybe it's relationships. You've surrendered. You've said, don't resuscitate that. There's no point. That's dead. Maybe it's hopes and dreams. God has for you but they would demand too far a journey I want to ask you today to put your world in his hands if you've signed that form in any of your life will you raise your hand I think there's lots of people in the room there's lots of people in the room and today I think there's more any areas, you've surrendered areas of your life. You said, I don't think, Jesus, you can do this. It's too big a journey. God left the perfection of heaven and came to the mess of this earth and said, there'll never be a journey too big. Never. I pray, Spirit of God, this morning, would you come and rip up those do not resuscitate forms and I pray, life, life, life. I declare life and joy and freedom to your people today. Why, God? Because you came. Because you came. We can trust you. Because you came and brought life into our mess. We can trust you, God. We thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. And while every eye is closed, I pray this morning, if you haven't placed your world in his hands, it means your world's in your hands, and I don't know about you, but my hands can't heal without Jesus. My hands can't fix. My hands cannot change things, but His hands can. If you haven't placed your world in His hands, I want to pray with you this morning that you would encounter the love of God and His love, His life, would touch your life today, forever changed. And Christmas 2019 would be your new start, like Kiara got her new start. If that's you today, will you lift your hands? And I'd love to pray with you. If you're saying, I need this king, I need a place, my life in his hands. Thank you, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we honor you. You are the one who came as a baby in a manger, but you are a king seated on your throne, and you are coming back. And I declare your life today to every person who places their life in your hands today. Your hands are mighty. Your hands wash clean with your blood. Your hands pour out your grace and your favor right now. Every person, I declare, new, wash clean in your blood today. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you and we honor you and we praise you.